0: Alright, hey, what's going on everybody in Sharks Territory? I'm Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast. Uh, quick disclaimer right off the right off the start. Uh, for those of you who are watching the live video stream on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram Live, you'll notice right away that the animation, the character animator is not going to be um, live tonight. Uh, simply put, just want to have a smoother uh, broadcast and also... You know, this is a podcast, so why not have an audio-only version uh, for this evening? Uh, This evening being November 4th, 2022. This is the Shark City Podcast for November 4th of 2022. Uh, We are going to cover, uh, briefly recap and react and uh, cover this last week of Shark City Hockey. The boys um, didn't fare so well against uh, the Maple Leafs the lightning well the, the Leafs, they handled well we got we got the victory um the ducks and you know the panthers etc of uh, three losses um three games or four games three losses uh, three overtimes one, uh, two, two shootout losses one overtime victory and like a very last minute um loss against the lightning uh, we'll go into all that in just a moment um just want to quickly preview the program here so We're going to talk about Eric Carlson, obviously. Everyone wants that EK65 clout now. And you know we're going to briefly discuss his hot streak and his historic start to this uh, new season here. Also, Mike Greer opens the trade block to the entire roster except Tomas Hurdle. So um, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit later on this uh, program this evening as well. And of course, um, here on the Shark City Podcast, we are... Fan-centric, fan base purely, um, you know, reactions and opinions. Uh, no affiliation with the actual squad or club, so don't get any uh, misconceptions. We are all just San Jose Sharks fans, diehard Sharks fans right here in San Jose, California. Uh, so with that being said, we'll have reactions and opinions on to why the Shark Tank continues to stay empty. Anyways, uh, so before all of that, um, you can see right here on your screen that the Shark City Podcast is available on all your favorite podcast platforms. But more importantly, we have... A podcast messaging service, and the lines are open right now. Um, Drop in your take on any of the topics that we are covering on the show. Uh, Drop a message, and um, we'll play it right here live on the show and uh, interact or respond to um, you know whatever your take is on sharks hockey. All right, so uh, with also of course um, in case I didn't do it, and if I have, pardon me as I do it once once again. My name is Aaron James. Uh, This is the Shark City Podcast, uh, Season 2, Episode 7. And um, yeah, all of our podcasts can be found on SharkCityHockey.com. All right, let's get into it. Uh, So San Jose Sharks hosted a Toronto Maple Leafs after uh, both clubs kind of suffered a loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, San Jose escaped the game. And I mean that. They escaped the game with a 4-3 overtime victory. Uh, Pretty much Eric Carlson... Um, it's been the Eric, Car- Eric Carlson show this entire, it's entire week. All right. Uh, but Logan Couture scores two goals in the, in the game for careers, uh, goal number 299 and 300. Um, Timo Meyer got his first goal of the season. Eric Carlson wins the game on a breakaway in overtime. Cap gets his first win of the season. And, you know, the special teams, unit was looking solid. Sharks go two for three on a power play and they are laying the body. They're laying the body. I uh, remember Shark's Audio Network was briefly kind of covering what to expect when um, you know Austin Matthews and the Leafs came into the Shark Tank, and they weren't expecting any kind of explosiveness. They're essentially just saying, you know, both teams while they're trying to figure, you know, figure it out, we're going to essentially, you know, um, not necessarily conservative, but you know, they weren't going to go on an all-out attack. They're going to, you know, play their game, make sure they don't make mistakes, and you know, uh, take the most, you know, make the most of the opportunities that are given to them. Uh, So 25 hits, Uh, Luke Kunin and Jonah Gajovic pretty much led the team with four each. And Eric Carlson, out of the 31 shots, he put seven on net. That is the trend this past week. Eric Carlson, if he wasn't, I mean, he pretty much led the Sharks in shots on goal every single game, these past four contests. And um, if he wasn't like... uh, the solid, like, how does this? The solo leader for shots on goal. He was tied for first. So I think a couple of games he tied with, like, um, Meyer and whatnot. Anyways, uh, so the Saladay the Sharks, uh, they got their third victory of the season. And that was pretty much, that That'll be it for the week. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning. We lost again, and final minute of regulation to the reigning three consecutive seasons in a row now reigning Eastern Conference champions Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I'll be honest with you, I thought they were going to get slaughtered out there. I really did. So I'm kind of proud as a Soundsy Sharks fan. I am very proud that the um, that the squad was able to kind of like you know take take it to them. They really did. Um, it's unfortunate that. Um, you know the game escaped them in the end but you know Eric Carlson he scores two goals and Nico Sturm gets his fifth goal of the season Hurdle got assists on both of UK65's goal so you know um, the top guys they're producing uh, Reimer was in net for that game um, Anaheim these are the most recent ones So the last two games the Sharks they um, lost in a shootout so you know it, it was the effort was close enough to get two points but it, it just wasn't enough Uh, so you know they skipped the game one the Ducks came into town and um, Eric Carlson scores two goals back to back in the first period 23 seconds apart another late goal in the third period to force overtime to um, record his first ever career hat trick Carlson also became the first defenseman in San Jose Sharks franchise history okay he became the first defenseman in San Jose Sharks franchise history to score a hat trick Now, I know a lot of you diehard Sharks fans out there are saying, like, wait a minute. Brent Burns scored a hat trick against the St. Louis Blues back in 2013. It sounds like Sharks already had a defenseman. Like, they already had the first defenseman score a hat trick. And, you know, ESPN, Sportsnet, the major news medias out there, they are reporting the same thing. That... This is the San Jose Sharks' second defenseman in franchise history to score a hat-trick. Well, that's inaccurate. And it comes straight from the source, Sharks Public Relations Team. Okay, the Sharks Public Relations Team had stated out on Twitter that Eric Carlson is the first defenseman to score a hat-trick because Brent Burns was being utilized and played as a forward against st louis in 2013 anyways so i just want to you know throw that out there and set the record straight for some of you sharks fans who you know may kind of notice that um you know some of the uh, post scenes are some of the you know inconsistencies out there with the reporting um the club the source you know the sounds of sharks themselves are saying that eric carlson is the first all right and there it is um so Moving on. Of course, um, once again, uh, just a quick reminder speakpipe.com forward slash shark city hockey. Or if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram Live, our link tree has the podcast messaging link right there. Uh, Leave a message. uh, Give us your take on how you're feeling and and how you're feeling about EK65 for his (laughs) what's becoming an amazing, like, uh, rejuvenation of his career anyways I'm excited uh, let's wrap it up really quick here for the last week in hockey so the, uh, the most current game was the Florida Panthers another shootout loss Eric Carlson scored his 10th goal of the season and gets an assist on Timo Meyer and Matt Benning's goal that's right scoring machine Matt Benny scores a goal <laughs> anyways uh, Reimer made 41 saves for a 0.932 save percentage in the shootout loss uh, so even though, you know, they didn't get the two points, uh, Ryan, Ryan was still playing solid, so solid in that. Um, so, you know, let's let's put up that EK65 um, graphic one more time for those of you watching the video version. Uh, so Eric Carlson, it's his rink, and you just play in it. Just, just want to let you all know out there, FYI, for all the players in the National Hockey League, um, a lot of people are starting to, you know, point out how, Um, His performance is, if not, you know, arguably, you could say better than uh, McDavid, but I'm not going to start, you know, um, entertaining, entertaining that song just yet or listen to that song just yet. My bad. Uh, So EK65, let's check out the stats. All right. It's been 13 games so far. He has 10 goals. That's 9 even strength goals, 1 power play goal. He has 3 game-winning goals within those 10. He has 8 assists. 3 are even strength. I love this one. 5 assists on the power play. 5 assists on the power play. Okay, so Saladay Sharks scored 32 goals so far this season. And EK65 has been a part, or excuse me, he's been on the rink at the very least for 20 Four of those goals. Obviously, with 18 points on the season, he is responsible for almost every single, um, I mean, what is that? Quick math here. Eight, all but eight goals. He's had, um, you know, he's had his stick on, you know, tape to tape, so to speak. Uh, This is a historic start for EK65, not just for his career, but in National Hockey League history. Um, He had three multi-point performances this past week. Um, his first career hat trick. Um, He actually got awarded the NHL um, Player Association's Player of the Week. But um, he's become what I'm hearing is the first defenseman in the modern era. I think this is like the early 1900s uh, to reach 10 goals in only 13 games played. So um, yeah, this this is pretty awesome. This is pretty awesome. And um, you know what? I'll be real with you. I'll I'll be 100% honest, okay? I was just, I mean, obviously he was not healthy for every single one of those years we had him on contract, okay? So it's delightful. It's absolutely delightful to see Eric Carlson start to play like a Norris winning defenseman, right? I mean, it's just so nice. Um, so pray that he stays healthy. Pray that he stays healthy. Okay. But um, to wrap it up, I was I was getting a little like you know because just overall like it's exciting, you know what I'm saying? Not the not the games. Pardon me. You know I'll, I'll get into that in a second. All right. Um, there's nothing like exciting about losing close games like oh this loss is so entertaining i i don't agree with that notion i think that's a uh, trash but anyways uh i'll go into that a little bit later but what i mean is like you know as, as far as like um just purely like his the way he's playing on the ice his performance um you know just the way he scored his goals i mean he's sniping them in the top shelf in the corner. Um, you know, the overtime goal, I mean, it was almost like the way he just, like, kind of, like, just deep the goalie out, stopped in front of the crease, and just buried it, I mean, he's putting it on the show, he's putting it on the show, everyone, and um, I was starting to think again, now, I, I'm trying to, like, ease my way into the subject, because this might, like, be like, oh, what are you talking about, okay, like, this might be, um, I don't want, I don't want to rub y'all out there the wrong way, but I was starting to think, like, hey, man, like, Sounds Jose Sharks, um, whether, you know, you want to call it a rebuild or a reset or whatever it is, like, it's obvious. It's obvious that the San Jose the Sharks, um, they have a little problem with the fan base believing that they are not Stanley Cup playoff contenders. Um, anyone out there who claims to be like, you know, a hardcore Sharks fan and creates content and covers the Sharks will probably mimic the same, um, you know, Sentiment being that the sharks are not going to really do anything this season. I think that's BS. That's my opinion. Not because, um, not because um, they are like you know. How do I say this? I think it's BS because I don't think it's right to just write write the roster off or write the team off because you know um, on paper or or or, you know statistically. You know, anyways, I'm I'm starting to stumble. Let me gather myself. What I'm trying to say here essentially is. It's only been like... It's not even been 15 games. It hasn't even been 20 games. You know, like... like Who has the audacity to just say... Like, hey, this team is... um, It's so horrible. They're going to tank. And they're not going to go far. Or whatever, right? I, I think that's BS. And I also think it's kind of ridiculous to be like... Hey, um, let's try to get the fans to accept the losses... As long as it was fun along the way. No. No. <laughs> I want to see the team... You know, put... You know, I want to see the team play strong. And I want to see them make smart plays. Like EK65 is doing right now. I mean... I'm, I'm really happy that we made it to the shootout. Uh, we could have probably won that game in regulation, honestly. I mean, in the first-minute hurdle, there was, like, um a, a, an odd man rush. He was fed the pass, like, right in front of, the, like, the crease. It looked like there was an opportunity for a shot. And he did, like, this no-look-backward pass that became a turnover. Like, put it, like, to nobody. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, the Sharks have the ability and the talent to, like, do a deep playoff run, whether or not the boys are going to, you know— um. Play that way or put together isn't a whole other story, uh, but n- before I start <laughs> derailing any further here and going down a rabbit hole, let me just bring it back to the topic I was trying to get at uh, with Ek sixty five put on the show. I was starting to like wonder in the back of my mind just because again I'm a Sharks fan and I see Brett Burns go, they were echoing like, oh, is you know is Meyer going to get his deal because supposedly you know some of the new people in the front office may not think that re-signing is the direction to go. Um, long story short it's like hey that could be applied to anyone in his contract so I was thinking like hey man the way he's playing can he potentially be auditioning for his next team sounds crazy sounds a little absurd but I I just begged the question you know he hasn't okay so a couple years ago he said that he's not interested in the rebuild that he feels that you know they should build around the core that they have now and that he didn't come here so you know like like he didn't come here to like essentially do what's going on the past couple seasons and what the narrative, the main, you know, what the, what everyone trying to tell you, and let you know that this might be a fourth consecutive year missing the playoffs. Right. Like apparently EK 65 didn't come here for that. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, being healthy, apparently now we're starting to see him return to like, like his Norris trophy winning days. Right. But, um, to wrap it up, I couldn't help but wonder like, and again, I'm just begging the question here, just playing an advocate. Was or is he auditioning for his next team? Okay. Now, again, let me just try to put some context uh, content to this, right? Or some context to the content. Um, Mike Greer. So we talked about talked about this on the show. Mike Greer opens the trade block to the entire roster except Tomas Hurdle. You have to pay attention to stuff like that. Yeah, I get it. It's exciting. Ek sixty five is starting to come through. He's starting to, you know, um, he's making this he's making a splash. He's, you know, definitely putting a spotlight back in San Jose, which is nice, right? Uh, the Sharks been trying very hard to, in my opinion, and you know, they've been trying very hard to like, um, change the way that the um, or how do I say this? it'd be more appealing league-wide, not just within, you know, the fan base, but league-wide, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, they're trying to get more, how do I say this, like more national coverage, more, um, you know, more more of the limelight, more of the... the global Series, we've done it by, you know, um, like having the Doug Wilson ceremony. We've done so, you know, with... Eric Carlson's play with the new uniforms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? The hiring of Mike Greer, historic, et cetera. So um, long story short is, you know, it's nice. It's nice as a fan to kind of like be in the midst of all that and celebrate, you know, um, whether it be in historic uh, moments or, you know, these uh, monumental seasons or performances like what's going on with DK65. It's nice to like be a part of that in the world of hockey. And it's even better um when you know it's directly involved for all of us here in Sharks Territory. Um so without putting any more words to this, um all that aside, you know, all that aside, all, all the fuzzy warm feelings aside, you know, is EK65 essentially playing for you know the next suitors, right? Because Mike Greer, Mike Greer, okay, now this report's come from the San Jose Mercury News. Um, but apparently there's few untouchables in the eyes of the general manager, Mike Greer. Um, so Sans Pierre LeBron reported uh, last week that Greer let other teams know that he's willing to listen to trade offers for the vast majority of players on his team. There's only one exception. There's only one exception, okay? And that's Tomas Hurdle, who just signed an eight-year, 6 five point one million dollar extension i really hope that that eight-year contract isn't like a production curse i hate to say it but like Tomas Hertl and timo meyer i mean i was expecting a little bit more out of these guys um you know the first 15 games in um definitely thought that ek65's number was definitely going to be from the um, you know from the puck drop and be the ones to lead the sharks statistically you know what i mean or, or on the scoreboard at least um, so back to the point is too much hurdles that ink is still fresh it's probably barely drying on his first you know n- initial of his name or whatever right um, so he's not going anywhere he's not going anywhere they didn't say that about the ek 65 you know on, on on another on another note and again by the way um the lines are open (laughs) send us your take okay send shark city hockey your take and you could be on the show let us know do you think that ek65 will be on the roster at the end of the season like real talk let's talk about this do you really think he'll be on the roster come february if the sharks are on the current trend that they're in now which i believe is like uh where are they at in the standings are they like they're not quite the bottom of the Pacific, but long story short, three victories, you know, it looks like we're going to, um, you know, it looks like we're on track to miss the playoffs, right? If we're not on track to make the playoffs, I think maybe Carlson has a change of heart. Uh, what I mean by that, and just so I'm not, you know, throwing out a bunch of, you know, muddying the waters, let's add some more context to the content. Um, Carlson told The Athletic, uh, I think a month ago, that um that he's committed to San Jose you know um like for the long for the long run okay so right now as of right now carlson wants to be a shark and that's awesome that's awesome okay um so if I, I believe, and let me quote Carlson here. I believe he says, it didn't work out the way we wanted it early on. There's a lot of things that probably played into that. I'm not going to get into the details about that, but I'm excited for the future here now. I hope we can move in a direction to be successful again. Is that going to be this year? I mean, who knows, but I do think something good could come out of here. So that's EK65 about a month ago. Um, talking to the athletic. All right. Now, um, Toronto's Sun, the Toronto Sun. I believe this was earlier this morning. They released an article, kind of, kind of, you know, starting to maybe um, get a scent of a potential, um, you know, roster movement down the road here. I don't know how likely. If I mean, come on, Toronto, they're they're like favorite for the you know the Bernard sticks as well, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> And the Sharks, you know, we topped them. So anyways, uh, back to the point. Uh, but the Toronto Suns were dreaming of the South Sharks perhaps trading Carlson to the Leafs and uh, doing so by retaining the salary. Now, it's fun to laugh at, you know, because who knows uh, which teams are on that no trade clause? Or, you know, that, that no movement clause that he has. But um, what I did like about the article and the whole reason why I mentioned it is that it gives you an idea of what an Eric Carlson move might look like. Um, $11.5 million is probably not going to attract any team because, as you can see, this season salary caps are tight. They're very tight. All right. Um, So it would have to be one of those situations where San Jose retains the salary if they decide to move Carlson. Again, we're speaking hypothetically here. I highly doubt it. If he continues to shine, I mean, fans are going to love him. A lot of people out there, again, you know, they all want that clout right now. Everyone's talking about UK 65. Most of you are guilty out there because a lot of you out there were, sh- were throwing that shade for years, and now all of a sudden you love him. <laughs> it is what it is. It's all good here. But, um, yeah, Sharks will probably have to retain nine maybe seven or at a minimum 5.75 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I highly doubt that that would go down, but it's something you gotta pay attention to when the general manager says, you know, it's fair game. The roster is open for the taking, you know, pick and choose, send me your best deal. If it works out for the club and it's something we're going to, you know, uh, for the long call for the Sharks, then it looks like Mike Greer's down. Uh, so that'll be very interesting. Um, again, I don't think, at least not in the immediate future, that any of these players are going to start even like whispering anything about like, you know, trade movements or being on different teams. All right. A lot of these uh, whispers and a lot of this conversation are going to pretty much be peddled by, um, media are those out there who are you know, part of the press right um but you know what i'm saying just 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 for the sake of you know um re- revisiting some of the uh, recent transactions like with brett burns and some of the things that went down with like i mean six, eric i mean Veteran king was kind of a different different situation but you know like with martin jones and you know um there's mumblings out there about Timo Meyer to like, you know, the East coast and now on his contract year, there's some, you know, um, you know, throughout the grapevine, they're talking about maybe his uh, future. San Jose isn't necessarily, uh, you know, on lockdown or, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he'll be on the move. So long story short is, it's always around the players with the big contracts, right? It's always around the players that have a tremendous impact on the salary cap. So, um, you know, hold on to your seats, Sharks territory, because, you know, we're loving Carlson right now, even though a lot of y'all hated on him for the majority of his stay in San Jose, uh, love him right now because you never know. Uh, you never know that blue line might get, um, you know, that, that blue line might start getting a lot more rotations from the younger kids <laughs> and uh you know some 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 of that uh, ice time might free up by the end of the season we'll see anyways once again um the lines are open if you want to be involved in the show check us out at speakpipe.com forward slash shark city hockey all right um so we're gonna close out the program soon here uh, thank you to everybody who's been uh, watching and listening live on facebook instagram and youtube um, so far, we've kind of briefly recapped the past week in hockey. So, the sharks won in overtime. So, out of the four games that they played in the past week the Maple Leafs, um, the Lightning, the Ducks, and the Panthers they won in overtime against the against Toronto. Um, last minute loss to Tampa Bay and two shootout losses in a row once, uh, one to Anaheim and one to uh, Florida. Uh, we were talking about EK65's historical start, um, kind of. You know, playing advocate here and wondering with micros comments about everyone on the roster is, you know, pretty much, you know, it's like open game or whatever you want to call it, you know, I mean, except for Tomas Hurdle. So, you know, we're kind of considering, hey, is 65 kind of like, you know, um, putting on a show for a potential suitor? Who knows? But again, you know, we're just having a little fun here on uh, tonight's podcast here. Alright, uh, let's wrap it up. So um now reaction and opinions on uh we're gonna close the program with our uh, my excuse me reaction and opinions on why the shark tank continues to stay empty. It's pretty sad. It really is. Um you know the tank is it, it, i I was watching the game, okay? I was watching the game from home, the last game, and I was wondering if the people in like section like one oh one can hear like those like and 2.10 or something, right? Like all the way top, because it was just so. It, it, it I know it was like the game, like right after the Halloween season, but I mean, it definitely looked like a ghost town in there. Um, it's getting antier by the season. It's crazy, and obviously having a winning record is going to sell more tickets or a team that has players on it that people want to watch. And um, you know, yeah. So uh, here we, here we go. Okay. Bear with me. i will be on a soapbox. I want to say my piece. You don't have to agree, but you know, I'm just throwing it out there, right? Uh, this is why I think people are not going to the tank. So uh, first and foremost, um, you know, the record and the roster. Okay, it would be naive, and it would be um, <laughs> it'd be a little ridiculous to act like the team and the way that they play and perform isn't the reason why the, sh- the fans are not showing up. I mean, it's definitely, you know, definitely one of the reasons why for with, without a fact, you know what I mean? And, you know, I've been saying this for the longest time, but I feel like the, the team really needs to call up the kids and I get keeping Eklund and border at the NHL level for development might be beneficial for not just the player, but also perhaps the club, the team being the CUDA and you know, the fact that they have a new barn at Texas arena. Uh, you know, you have to have the hotter ticket with that new barn open in San Jose. Now, you know, this is not factual. I'm just, I'm just saying my piece, my thoughts. All right. Again, this is a reaction and opinion. Um, I'm a diehard Sharks fan. So, you know, we don't have to agree all the time, but it's all good. But, you know, um, long story short is, and again, this might not be the, you know, 100% truth. But what it seems like is like no one's really showing up to those games that are texting you either. You know, it is what it is. Because the reality situation is, um, you know, most people want to watch an NHL game in San Jose. You know, the, the Kudos are great. They're family-oriented. It's, it's a good opportunity to socialize and meet people and, and have fun and just have, you know, more chill experience. But for the most part, people in San Jose or the Bay Area, they want to experience and watch an NHL game, okay? And until you can get a team that can string together more wins and generate more interest or send players to that team that people actually want to see, you know, send them to the main roster, then I imagine it's going to continue to be this way with the attendance. Um, so with that being said, you know, uh, obviously, the roster and the record being a, a big reason why people are not showing up to the to Um, Again, here we go. So, you know, take it as it is. You know, again, we don't have to agree on everything, but it's just, just what I'm just thinking. Okay. I feel like every year. Okay. Year by year, the Sharks continuously get further away from the product, if that's what you want to call it, that the fans in the Bay Area fell in love with. Okay whether it's the uniform or like the tank atmosphere, like um, everything being changed up, you know, um, I feel like sharks fans are if to to say this in like a modern way. And I don't mean this um, ignorantly or any in, in like disrespectful, sarcastically. So just bear with me. But I would say that like, Less Sharks fans identify with the team because they keep getting further and further away from the things that made them fall in love with them in the first place. I guess that wasn't so bad. Um, So, yeah, just reinforcing reinforcing that first thought again. Uh, But, yeah, you know, whether it's a uniform, again, um, like the atmosphere at the tank. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, right? But, like, changing something as simple as, like, um, that original organ playing sound. And going to like a dj with like stock like stock sound effects it almost sounds like um or you know taking away the this is gonna run rub people the wrong way but it is what it is but taking away perhaps the better gold song celebration you know what i mean uh, it changes the game it really does um you know, that tank, that atmosphere in the tank, it was special, and it, it was great for a reason, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was it was a great recipe. The ingredients were, were good. And, you know, whether it's, you know, some people out there in the fan base, they call it maybe being too woke. Others say it's virtual signaling, and I'm trying to stay away from using that kind of verbal, uh, that kind of uh, words, especially during this time in November, because I'm not trying to make this sound like a uh, uh, politically charged or anything, right? Because that's not the point. I'm just... As a fan, a diehard Sharks fan, and being a part of the San Jose Sharks fan community, like with genuine fans out there, um, you know, this this is a lot of stuff that I'm seeing and I'm reading um, or I'm hearing, you know, in conversation. So, you know, um, and and I get it. I understand, you know, you want to have a brand that stays politically or culturally appropriate, obviously, right? So, you know... um, but, you know, sometimes you, we wonder, like, are some of these standards being, like, held, like, at a social media, like, standard, right? Uh, but long story short, you know, like, the uniforms, the in-game atmosphere, um, obviously no one wants to, um, you know, play that that gold song. I get it because of the history behind it. Don't want, don't want to talk about that. But simply put is um, it, it just changed. It's changed. And, you know, they're doing a lot. You know, they put in a new screen and they're trying to add all these different types of, like, uh, food and beverage options, right? Um, trying to make it like a culinary experience as well, and um, you know, like they're they're doing things, but personally, I think obviously, like you know, like like you know, they're just it's it's obviously not working. Okay, like I'd understand if I was saying this like a couple of years back, you know, because everyone could always be like, oh, you know, it was this, it's it's you know, the pandemic or you know, all the other ridiculous stuff, like, oh, traffic, our fans moved away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, but I just think that the team, maybe on a front office, not necessarily the players, but, like, you know, um, I feel like they completely lost and disconnected the fans. Like, they lost and disconnected with the fans. And, um, you know, you could say, like, you know, and pardon me, but, you know, you say, like, till together and Sharks for Life all you want. But the reality of the situation is, you know, Sharks fans are more than often, uh, especially, like, some some Sharks fans out there, you know, Um, Some of them could be scrutinized or counter like cancel culture, like tactics when they've shared their uh, opinions, like whether it's, you know, genuine opinion or, you know, their genuine love or thoughts about the franchise by uh, some, some people out there sometimes, you know, like, you know, um, they like to have like a stranglehold on the narrative of the team to a point where it's like alternative thoughts are not necessarily welcomed. Or in other words, if what you have to say or think doesn't align with like, you know, status quo or like the mainstream uh, narrative, it, it, and so have everyone try to like, you know, push you away, right? So it's kind of weird. Um, and that has to do with the team, right? Some people say it's a toxic fan base. Not me personally, I think personally, like, um like I mean, I think there's a little bit more into it, but um the point I'm trying to say is this, okay. Um, like when you have people that cover the team right and when you have um like when i say cover i mean like you know your admins and stuff and when you have um when they follow people and they support the pages of people and interact with the people that um do things like alienate certain sections of the fan base uh, and this is all pretty much social media base right um you know like it also creates further friction and um and uh, distance from the team It, it makes the fans disconnected and it's pretty sad right but then also, you know, you have like, again, I hate to say this, but, you know, like, uh, like a year ago, you know, about a year ago in the summer, there's a tone deaf post on social media. And then, you know, there's the beef of the city. All right. Like a lot of this stuff is very unattractive, not just like, you know, like on a PR level, but like, you know, just, you know, being in the fan base and, you know, having to see all this stuff go on with your team or you know trying to like you know be a part of a community and then have people within that community that are being supported or followed by the team essentially like um target or alienate certain uh, certain sections in the fan base and typically is for reasons that like okay um maybe we don't agree right and you know the point I'm trying to say is that the overall impression you get is that when the team supports those accounts out there like kind of creating more division amongst the fan base then you know it's like you you lose and you disconnect with with your uh with your people now again i'm not saying that this is 100 fact i'm not saying that that is 100 true i'm just speaking my thoughts my reaction opinions as to why the shark tank is so empty okay so you know you can say what you will about about what I had to say or my thoughts but I'm just trying to react and give some kind of explanation as to why it's so empty um you know a lot of people out there again will try to throw out uh season ticket holders are you know maybe it's too expensive maybe season ticket holders have moved away maybe the traffic maybe the game all, all these reasons okay but bottom line is this is the previous clubs okay Or, you know, a better way of saying it is like, um, and I hate to say it, but it's a fact. You know, previous ownership, they had no problem selling out the tank. Okay? They had no problem selling out the tank, even when the teams suck. This Shark team actually has talent. They have, like, some of the best players at their position in the league. And they cannot sell out a freaking game. Explain that to me. I mean, I remember teams where, like, we had, like, maybe one great player at a position for us at that at that level, at a team. Okay, like, everyone else is just, like, you know, they're grinding their way through it. You know, they're working, right? Like, we we're clawing, scratching, like, you know, nibbling or whatever you want to say, you know, like, at those, like, final, like, that number eight seed in the Western Conference. You know what I'm saying? And people showed up. They showed up so what is it like what, what what is it i mean the only the only explanation i could have is that you know that they have lost the fans they disconnected with the fans there's too much of that stuff surrounding the team that's that's unrelated to the ice i think caught up to them and also um a lot of other things were you know again alienating some of the fan base including like restricting them to be able to actually go not anymore But simply put, and again, I know some people are going to feel some type of way about this, and I'm not trying to like, you know, go in that direction when it comes to this conversation. I'm simply trying to put that, you know, when you stack every single one of these uh, events that are unfortunate and occur, you're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to push people away. Anyways, so how do we get them back? How do we get them back, right? Um, Giveaways. A new video screen with. New type of uh, you know technology, you know advanced technological features. <laughs> the, the generic way to put it, Um you know. I mean, now let's talk about the jerseys. <laughs> let's talk about the jerseys, okay? Really quick. Again, thank you for listening. I know it's gonna be my soap, my this is my soapbox, and again. I'm just trying, I'm not saying anything of this, I'm not saying it's factual, I'm just giving my reaction and opinions on why I think no one's coming to the game, alright? If you want to give your reaction or opinion, it's right there. Speakpipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey, join the conversation. Um. So, let's do this really quick. Um. Yeah. The jerseys. A lot of people, you know, you either love them or hate them, right? Here's my issue with the jerseys. Okay. Here's my issue. I think that the Sharks lost their connection to the fan base in an easy way. One of the easiest ways to draw the fans back in, in my opinion, would have been to return to inaugural sweaters. And, you know, perhaps put some of those prospects on the main roster. But anyways, instead, they want to throw like a whole new line of jerseys at us, which honestly, it's nice to look at new things. But that doesn't make it better, okay? I honestly didn't think these new jerseys could be better than the last one. I don't necessarily think that they're worse than the last jerseys, but they definitely are not better. That's for sure. Um, so that's what I'm talking about, man. Like these hit or misses. Like I feel like you know, I feel like the sharks are spending a tremendous amount of effort, maybe even resources, in trying to make the team um you know obviously you know they're looking toward a future right they don't want to go backwards right like that's what their whole new era their whole evolved campaigns about right but what i'm trying to get is i feel like they're spending a lot of energy efforts resources time and all that stuff on trying to take the, the team in a direction that the fans obviously are not willing to go with them you know like they're going in the opposite direction of what the fans have been asking for you know what i'm saying and um Again, you know what I'm saying? Tickets distributed is so lame. I've never, ever heard tickets distributed until like last season. It's so lame. Okay. Like it's tickets sold. All right. I mean, tickets distributed, that just be handing them out literally. All right. I distributed like five tickets, <laughs> I just gave them away. Anyways. Like they're trying to like change the verbiage on it because they don't want to tell you like, you know, I mean, the, the last game they said over 10,000 people showed up. Baloney. Baloney. I call it Bull Shark. Bull Shark. There's not 10,000 people in there. That place did not look like it only needed about 8,000 more for a sellout. Okay? um. So, I don't know where they distributed those tickets to, but obviously, you know, it's not to people who are showing up to the game. Maybe it's some of those resale ticket sites. I don't know. But um, point I'm trying to get at is with this whole segment, and thank you all for, um, you know, staying staying with it and staying with me throughout the program, is um, I feel like the reason why the Shark Ticket's empty is because a lot of the stuff that the Sharks have been doing, whether it's on a social media aspect or, like, you know, just the direction, like, with the club, as far as like the in game atmosphere to the changes on the uniform, like it's all the it's the complete opposite of what fans have been asking for. And you could have as you know, you, you could campaign as much as you want on social media and trying to make it seem like this is the best jerseys ever and that, you know, like um, you know, this, you know, have like, you know, if you want to deploy, you know, your network and, you know, make it seem like, oh, the fan base loves this so much. But the reality situation is um You know, a lot of people are not caring for it. Um, I know all till. I I understand they're trying to go in that direction. But honestly, like, you know, I think the Inaugurals would have been better. I get the sentiment of not wanting to go backwards and trying to go forwards. But to me, I feel like, you know, it's just another another example of how they're not listening to the fan base. And they're disconnected. And they're losing them. And that's all I got to say. You want to prove me wrong, by all means, please, please tell me tell me you know hey it's something different because i am all ears someone explain to me why no one's going to sharks games outside of like all the roster and the record all right and don't 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 start dropping you know all these like generalizations about the state of what's going on in terms of like the world or you know etc because there's a bunch of venues all over this place where it takes a longer trip to get into into tighter roads and cities. And those venues are packed, jam packed, sold out. So yeah, must be making deeper connections with their fans. That's the way I'm taking it. Right. Anyways, I'm not trying to rain on the parade of San Jose here. Okay. I'm a diehard sharks fan, but I'm not afraid to call it how it is. And right now what's going on is, um, you know, it's the opposite of what we wanted, and that's it. All right. Uh, will Reimer and EK65 be on the trade block in February? I don't know. All I know is that hurdle will not be. <laughs> if the Sharks are making the playoffs, absolutely not. If they are not, which seems to be the trend and which seems to be what they want you to accept, then, yeah, I could see a lot of people moving by February um, or March, whenever the trade deadline is. Um really quick speaking of the trends as we wrap up the show, what's with the new trend of getting undressed at the arena? Like, I feel like someone out there really is really trying hard to bring like that European, that European soccer vibe to the tank. Like with the amount of on camera shirtless people lately, it makes you think like if it's like, it definitely makes you feel like it's kind of forced, but, um, that's that's how far away I think uh that that's another indication of how far away like this team has gone away from the fan base. Cause now the tank is an empty place where people go to strip. <laughs> Anyways. Um really quick, some stuff going around the lead. I don't know if y'all seen this video that got released earlier. Uh, reverse retro reaction by the Tampa Bay Lightning team. Like we don't care about Tampa Bay. This is the Bay Area, right? But um they release a video of the guys reacting, you know, first look at the new reverse retro Jersey or whatever. And a lot of them, like they, they actually showed their genuine opinion. Like they weren't feeling it. I'll say like nine out of 10 of the guys are like, nah, they weren't feeling it. And it makes me wish that, um, you know, the sharks would have some kind of like video or production showing the guys be as genuine as that. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I, I don't want to see the sharks pretend to draw hockey logos or tell me what their favorite Pokemon player is. Like, who cares? With all due respect, I mean, hey, I, I, I was all about catching them all back then too. Okay, but um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, right? Um, I don't know. I just remember. How sometimes they would say that this team's a little soft. And, you know, maybe the fans see it. You know, it's showing. Not just on the ice, but you know, with all the locker room behind the scene content. It's refreshing to hear some guys, some of the new guys on the squad call them, call them out, saying, like, hey, you don't need a coach coming here, like motivate you. Like, this is a pro level, play for your job. You know, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. You know what I'm saying? Like some some genuine, some genuine stuff and not some like you know, some like pardon me the language, but like half rushed, we'll say. Like um like just some generic like like corny content, you know, for, for the sake of having content. You know what I'm saying? Like anyways. And that's it. That's my spiel. It's been almost about an hour. Um, Thank you to everybody listening to the Soapbox tonight. Uh, This has been the Shark City Podcast. I am Aaron James. If you liked what you've listened to, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Put on your notifications for when we go live. If you're watching on YouTube, um, please do that. Also, like the video. That would be amazing. Please like the video. Um, If you're on Facebook or if you're on YouTube, that more than likely means that you are a follower. Thank you very much. Tag your friends. Share everybody. Let them know what's up with the Shark City podcast. If you want to get involved with Shark City hockey, I'm thinking about opening the doors. i trying to perhaps form a team. If you're interested, DM me on Instagram. Um, long story short, hopefully the of the Sharks can find the fourth win of the season. They got the Anaheim Ducks at the tank again tomorrow night. Um... It hasn't been hasn't been amazing but it hasn't really been that bad. The sound the sharks have been to overtime three out of the last four games, which means that they've earned a point in three of the last four games. It's getting a little bit better. It's getting a little bit better. Uh, hopefully it'll start to pick up so we can start contending for a playoff because like a lot of you out there, I'm not about that tank. Or art stuff. I'm not about that nonsense. We got Eklund and Bordelot and a whole other gang of prospects ready to go as soon as David Quinn calls them up. Will he? Who knows? All right. Also, Eric Carlson's trade value is going to continue to rise, baby, if he keeps it going. So, you know, we'll be on the Eric Carlson watch for sure. And uh, James Reimer, too. James Reimer. He's been holding it down this season. And he's a big reason why the Sharks haven't been getting smashed on like real talk. So without a doubt, I believe there will be a club interested in his services. I really don't want him to be traded. I wish James Reimer could stay here, even if he ends up being like a permanent backup. Because, um, you know, on, on a personal level, you know, he was telling a story about his new goalie mask and, how sometimes, you know, the uncertainty in hearing his name be involved in trade talks is kind of one of those things where it's like, man, like, you know, you know, not too sure, you know, what's ahead of you. But, hey, he talked about keeping his faith, and that's great, you know, you know power to him. And he's still, in my opinion, the starting goaltender to of the Sharks. So um, with the whole entire roster essentially being on the trade block per new general manager Mike Greer, um, you know. It makes you wonder if Optimus Rhyme and EK65 will find themselves on some playoff contenders before the year is up. Who knows? Um, all I do know is that there's a full no-move clause for this season and the next two years for EK65. A modified no-trade clause begins in 2025. So, um, you know, maybe these guys stay for the long run. All right, I'm Aaron James, and that is it. It's almost midnight here in San Jose, California. Uh, That's been the Shark City Podcast. Thank you to everybody. Have a great weekend. Let's go, Sharks. And uh, maybe we'll talk to you in a week. Maybe we'll talk to you sooner.